Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. It may be autumn here in the Northern Hemisphere, but it's spring for our listeners below the equator. So for them, today's episode of The Life of Riley will be fitting. It is number 198, and it is entitled Spring Fever. It originally aired on April 24th, 1948. The Life of Riley. The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. over town these days, there's a new feeling in the air. That warm, makes you glad to be alive springtime feeling. And there are new sounds in the air, too. Springtime sounds of romance. As thousands of hearts are expressing themselves in the universal language of love. There's a robin. And then there's the romantic call of the bullfrog in the pond. Oh, you don't think that's romantic? Well, it's plain to see you're not a lady bullfrog. And spring has even taken over at the Riley house. Observe 16-year-old Bath as she grazes d- dreamily at the photograph of her latest love. Oh, yes, I do love you. I adore you, my beloved. For you, I defy my family, give up my career, and willingly spend my life as your wife. Mrs. Cary Grant. And with all this spring romance in the air, it's only natural that the head of the house should also be feeling the season. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, I'm home, Dumplin. I'm in the kitchen, dear. All right. <laughs> Hello, Dumplin. And how's my sweet, beautiful little wife? Well, what's come over you, Riley? Well, it's springtime, Peggy Pie, and it always affects me this way. Every spring I get a hollow feeling right here in the pit of my stomach. Oh, you do? Yeah. Throw some more meatballs in that pot. I'll need them to fill up the hollow. <laughs> oh, that was a great dish, Peg. I could eat this every day. Is there any more meatballs in the pot there? No, dear. They're all in your pot. <laughs> Oh, go on. I didn't eat so much. Dad, hand me that paper there. I can't get up. Oh, here, Daddy. Thanks. Yes, sir. Spring is here, all right. Listen to this. Leo DeRocher picks fight with umpire. <laughs> Riley, before you start on that paper... Yes, what is it, Dumplin'? Let's not stay home tonight. Let's do something. Do something? What? I don't know. I just feel like doing something. Well, okay. How about a movie? We'll take beds, too. Oh, no thanks, Daddy. I'm going out to the park. Well, what's so special in the park? Come on, Peg, if we're going to make that movie... Riley, why don't we go to the park, too? It's a lovely warm night, and there's a wonderful moon. We could sit on the grass, just the two of us. Yeah, but what'll we do there, just the two of us sitting on the grass? (laughs) Doesn't anything occur to you? Well, yeah, but it's too dark to play gin rummy. 
Gin rummy. When we were engaged and you took me to the park, you didn't sit there and play cards with me. Of course not. I was broke. Oh. <laughs> you, you're, you're hopeless. Well, come on. Snap out of it, Peg. Let's go to the movies. No. All winter long, all we ever did was go to the movies or sit home. I'd like to do something different for a change. Okay. You want to go to the park and sit on the grass and look at the moon? Oh, yes. Well, I'm willing to be reasonable. You go to the park and I'll go to bed. <laughs> and when you come home, try not to wake me up, huh, Peg? Chester Riley, you are without a doubt the most... Oh, what's the use? Now, what brought that on? <laughs> Taking the air? Oh, hello, Gillis. Boy, this night sure is a nice spring night tonight. Yeah. What's eating you? Oh, I got a threatening letter from our new landlord. I'm way behind with the rent. He's money mad. Oh, so you got a fiscal problem, huh? Yeah, something else, too. My wife, she's acting very funny tonight. You know what she said? How should I know? I ain't the kind of a snoop goes around eavesdropping on his next-door neighbor. <laughs> she, she's so unreasonable. What's unreasonable? So you sit on the grass for an hour. <laughs> Gillis, you heard. Uh, accidental. I smelled meatballs, so I followed up the scent, and before I knew it, there I was with my nose smack up against your keyhole. <laughs> well, I don't know what's gotten into Peg. It's spring, Riley. So what? What does she want from me? Don't you know what happens in the spring? Take the moose. The female moose calls to the male moose. Woo! And the male moose answers, woo! Woo! <laughs> then he comes a running, and he starts nibbling her ear. That's what Peg wants. That's what she wants? To have her ear nibbled? <laughs> Where am I going to get a moose? Lady, don't you get it? Romance! That's what she wants from you. Oh, go on. You're all wet. Peg don't care about romance. Maybe all year she don't, but in the spring it's different. In the spring, wives come out of their shells, like groundhogs. <laughs> Yeah, but Peg and me, we've been married almost 18 years. Cuts no wives. Every now and then, you got to give them a little romance. Force yourself. That's right. If you don't want a dog to bite you, you throw him a bone. Oh, yeah. Peg loves me without any of this phony romantic malarkey. That's what you say. But tonight, I seen an article in a magazine that says different. Yeah, what article? I cut it out to show you. Here, listen to this. Yeah. Are you holding the love of your wife? Well, I'm doing all right. I got a good grip on it. Yeah, wait, it says more. <laughs> Husbands, dare you take this test? What kind of a test? Well, they got these questions, see? And for each correct answer, you get so many percent. You want to try it? Well, sure, why not? First question. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you say to your wife? Take away your cold feet? pay your wife little compliments. Oh, sure. Why, just yesterday I said, honey, you wash my shirts better than any laundry. <laughs> Not like that. Compliments like telling her she gets more beautiful with each passing day. I never lie to my wife. <laughs> uh -huh. Question number three. Do you flatter your wife by pretending to be jealous over another man? Oh, no, no. I trust my peg. She'd never run off with another man. Not unless she took me and the kids along. What's my score? Well, 100% uh, is perfect. Yeah, how much did I make? Uh, 62, 64, 32. Riley, you are 4.5% of a husband. 
No, you mean I, that I ain't holding my wife? You're only holding four and a half percent. The other 95 and a half percent of her is reserved for the guy who is going to take your place. What guy? Why, if a guy ever tries to... Oh, this is terrible, Gillis. I, I never realized. What's the right answer? Well, let's see now. Oh, here they are. Okay. When you wake up in the morning, if you're a perfect husband, you say, Good morning, sweetheart. I trust you had a refreshing sleep. Refreshing sleep, huh? Number two, always pay her compliments, even when she ain't looking her best. Oh, compliments, huh? Number three, a woman is flattered by jealousy. Oh, I couldn't act jealous. Sure you could. Look, supposing you came home one day, and as you come up the front walk, you see your wife in the arms of the mailman. What would you say? Any mail today? <laughs> You're hopeless. Our mailman is 70 years old. It don't matter. <laughs> you got to blow up, get tough, punch the guy in the nose. That's jealousy. You're right. Gillis, you open my eyes. From now on, I'm going to act a lot different with Peg. Just like in that article. You better if you don't want to lose her. She's a fine woman. You bet she is. And I wouldn't want to see her lose a wonderful husband like me. Riley. Riley. Stop snoring. Oh. Riley, it's four o'clock in the morning. I haven't slept all night. Please stop snoring. <laughs> Riley! Oh, oh, Peg. Good morning, sweetheart. I trust you had a refreshing sleep. Yes, it's me, Babs, and this is a mud pack on my face, which I had hoped to put on in private. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'll leave. Hiya, Babs. Is your mother in there? Oh, yes, but she's busy, Daddy. Oh, she's never too busy to see me. Oh, who is it this time? It's me, Dumplin'. And may I say, sweetheart, that I never saw you looking more beautiful. Mr. <laughs> Riley! Well, hey, what are you throwing that mud for? Hey! I don't understand. She don't go for compliments. She don't like me to say nice things when she wakes up. Maybe this jealousy angle will work. I'll watch for an well, opening thank and... Thank you very much, Mr. Craig. I certainly appreciate this favor. It's quite all right, Mrs. Riley. Well, I'll run along now. Goodbye. A man. Now's my chance. Not so fast, Casanova. Oh, Riley! So this is what goes on behind my back. I beg your pardon. Trying to steal my wife, you small-time crook. Oh, Riley. Well, I'm not giving her up to you here. Chester, Riley, have I'll you got... I'll fight for her as long as there's breath left in her body. <laughs> Riley, this is... Out of here, you rat. Out. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going. And as for our little arrangement, Mrs. Riley, you can forget all about it. Oh. Goodbye. Ah. Well, Dumplin', are you proud of me? Proud of you, you know what I could do right now? I, I know. You could kiss me. <laughs> All you women like to be fought over. Of course, I know this guy really don't mean nothing to you, but... Not to me, he doesn't. But he does to you. 
Do you know who that was? No. That was our new landlord, and he's just agreed to wait another month for the rent. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. Back to the life of Riley with William Bending, says Riley. Riley? Yeah, here I am, Dumplin'. Don't Dumplin' me. Now listen, I'm going shopping. You meet me outside the grocer's in a half hour and help me carry some bundles home. Okay, but uh, Dumplin'. You know which grocer? The one opposite the park. Yeah, I do. But Dumplin', about the landlord. I don't care to discuss it. Oh, uh, please listen. I don't want to listen. You gotta listen. Four and a half percent of me is still your husband. You better give up riveting. Those vibrations aren't doing your brain any good. Now, don't forget to leave me. Now, Peg, wait. Oh, what's the use? Why, what's the matter, Daddy? What's with you and Mother? I think she's getting old. Mother? Yeah, I try my best, but I... Listen, Babs, you're almost a grown-up woman now. Suppose somebody asked you what's your idea of the perfect husband. Could you tell him? Oh, I certainly could. I've seen him often enough. You've seen him? Oh. Oh, you mean it's... Well. Oh, he's dreamy, tall, and handsome. I ain't so tall. Oh, and that divine cleft in his chin. No, you mean in my forehead. That's where the beer barrel fell on me. Daddy, I'm talking about Cary Grant. Cary Grant? Of course. Who else? Well... It's easy for Cary Grant to be a perfect husband. He's a bachelor. <laughs> I mean in pictures. Oh, is he romantic? Oh, sure, he gets a pay envelope for it every week. But if I want romance, I gotta hand over a pay envelope. <laughs> Remember that picture he was in where he and his wife reenact their first date? At what? Their first date. On their 10th anniversary. They relived their first moment together. How they met and what they said. Oh, it was divine. Oh, it's the bunk. Oh, no, Daddy. It was a beautiful scene. Every woman in the movie had tears in her eyes. Well, if I tried something like that with your mother, she'd give me the horse laugh. Oh, no, she wouldn't. She'd love it. Any woman would. How did you meet Mother, Daddy? Oh, nothing special. I bumped into her in the park and she fell down. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. Well, you, you see, your mother was coming along the path in the park, and I stepped out from behind a tree and went... Oh, well, it must have been exciting. Yeah, it certainly was. She punched me in the nose. <laughs> and then she gave me first aid, and one word led to another, and by the time my nose stopped bleeding, I was asking her to marry me. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cute. Yeah. You, you know, Babs, I... Uh... Hey. Hey, your mother's got to go through the park. Yeah. Maybe I could... I'll try anything. Yeah, why not? You really think your mother would go for this Cary Grant business? Oh, she'd be thrilled if you handled it right. Well, then I'm off for the park. you got to have the brain of an idiot to do something like this, but if that's what it takes to be a perfect husband, I've got it. <laughs> ah, this tree here is just right. I'll get behind it. It's dark. She won't see me. I think that's Peg coming now. No? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I can tell by her hat. Oh, boy, this is fun. I'd better get behind the tree. Hiya, Trip. What? You disgusting old masher. I'll teach you. Oh. Hey. Hey, cut that out, lady. I, I thought you was my wife. Your wife? I hope things never get that tough, you old goat. 
Now, look here, miss. Have a little more respect for your elders. What's going on here? Uh, Is man annoying you, miss? Oh, it's all right, officer. I know how to handle his kind. You run along, miss. I'll take care of him. Thank you, officer. Well, look, officer, I, I wasn't doing any my, harm. My, 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 At your age, Buster. Don't you rusty Romeos ever give up? Well, I thought she was my wife. Oh, you thought she was your wife, uh, so you whistled at her. It's plain to see you ain't never been married. But you don't understand, officer. Look, Buster, now do us both a favor and go home, will you? I got enough trouble with the young bucks in this park. I got no time to be riding herd on you old stags. I think that's Peg now. Yeah, that's her, all right. Let's see. Well, no cop around. Good. Hiya, sir. Oh, oh, Riley. But you scared the wits out of me. What are you doing here? I told you to meet me at the grocer's. Never mind the grocer. Come on, cutie, sit down here on the bench. Chester Riley, you out of your head? If I am, you drove me out of it. Come on, sit down. Riley, what are you trying to do anyway? Well, don't you remember? It was in a park like this, on a bench just like this, 18 years ago that we first met. And I asked you to marry me. Well, now I'm reenacting the crime. What? Let's do everything we did that first night. I'll ask you to oh, marry me. Don't be well, come on, I'll snuggle up a little closer. Bye, baby. There. Remember how I said you were the most beautiful girl I'd ever met? Hello, Mother. Hello, oh, Dad. Babs, go away. You ain't even born yet. Mom? Riley, stop this fool. No, wait, Peg. Don't go. Riley, let go. Riley, let go. Oh, my. At it again, are you? I thought I warned you. It's okay, officer. I, I know this lady. I, I was just asking her to marry me. Honest. Ask our kid here. <laughs> you want to get married, and this is your kid. Yeah, what's so strange about that? You see, officer, she's really my wife. Sure. So was the last one. Oh, Peg, tell him. What uh, last uh, one, officer? Uh, Bluebeard here has been claiming that every dame that walks through the park is his wife. <laughs> I can explain. Chester, no. I'm getting sick and tired of these crazy going on. I'm not going to make a scene in public. But just wait till I get you home. Just wait. Oh. Well, I owe you an apology, Buster. I can see that you two are really married after all. <laughs> What a headache I got. I think I'll stretch out here on the grass. Oh, this feels good. The way I feel now, I could lie here forever. Let me make you more comfortable. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, I didn't see you, Digger. Don't bother getting up. Just lie there. Uh, what are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, I'm on my way to the weekly meeting of the UEPGC. UEPGC? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Fallbearers Glee Club. <laughs> I'm singing a solo tonight. Me, me, me. I'm looking under a four-leaf clover. No, 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 wait a minute, Digger. No, you, you don't mean under. 
You look over a four-leaf clover. Please, don't tell me how to run my business. <laughs> Digger, I want to ask you something. Are you a romantic type? Look at me. Need I say more? <laughs> and as a youth, I was even more dashing. My wife and I eloped to Niagara Falls in my father's business vehicle. Unfortunately, we didn't know that old man McGillicuddy was still in the back. Well, gee, what happened? Imagine my father's chagrin when relatives made inquiries about old man McGillicuddy and he was forced to reply, he's on a honeymoon in Niagara Falls. Well, I don't blame him for being sore. Well, I didn't like it either. On a honeymoon, you know, to his company, free as a crowd. Well, what I mean, Digger, is are you romantic towards your wife now? Oh, heavens, no. Our relationship is very matter-of-fact. We don't get about much. Every night after dinner, we sit in the living room. We divide up the evening newspaper. She takes the society page. I take the obituaries. Then she tells me who's who. And I tell her who's where. <laughs> Digger, I got into an awful jam. I thought Peg wanted romance. Oh, you're wrong. According to a recent poll, 87% of all wives want good providers. A man who'll bring home the bacon. No kidding. Now, my dear wife doesn't care a fig about romance. As long as she knows that every week, I'm laying away plenty. <laughs> good provider, huh? Well, if that's the way to hold Peg's love, I'll be the best little provider she ever saw. Now you're on the right track. Yeah, thanks to you. Digger, you're always giving me good advice. I'm your friend for life. I'll never drop you. I'll never drop you either, believe me. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Tell you, Babs, I was never so embarrassed in all my life. Why, when that policeman... Oh, I, I can't even talk about it. But Mother Daddy was just trying to be romantic for your sake. For my sake. Oh, you don't make sense either. Well, in, in a way, it's really my fault. I encouraged him. You see, he wanted to be a perfect husband, and I told him about a Cary Grant movie I saw, and, well, he, he was just trying to be like Cary Grant. Cary! Oh! Oh, I don't think it's so funny. <laughs> well, neither do I, Babs. I, I think it's really very sweet. And if it's romance you want, well, who am I to say no to Cary Grant? Peg. Peg. Where are you? In here, Riley. In the living room. Oh. Peg, I... Well, why are you sitting here in the dark? I'll put oh, the... Oh, no, don't put the light on. It, it's nice like this. Listen, Peg, Sit I... down, dear. Well, where are you? Here. On the couch. Oh. Peg... About that trouble in the park. Oh, that's all right, dear. I, I was just trying to be a good husband. I know. But I didn't know how. I had the wrong slant. But now I know what every woman wants. You do, darling. Yeah. Close your eyes. They're closed. Hold out your hands. My hands? You mean my lips, don't you? No. No, your hands. 
Here, five pounds of potatoes. Potatoes? And here's a ten-pound ham to go with it. Right. And here's a jar of pickles, a bag of flour, and a head of cabbage. And look, sweetheart, three pounds of onions, all for you. Riley, what on earth are you trying to do? That's what every woman wants, a good provider. Oh, 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 Riley. And here I thought you were going to be romantic. Peg. Peg, you mean you want romance? Well, what's wrong with romance? Well, why didn't you say so? Dumplin', pucker up. <laughs> oh, why, Riley. <laughs> well, you haven't kissed me like that and... Well... You like it, huh? <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll let you in on a little secret. While I was kissing you, I didn't think of myself as Riley. I imagined I was Cary Grant. You did? Yeah. And while I was imagining I was Cary Grant, I imagined you were Lana Turner. <laughs> oh, you did? Peg, wait, put down that cabbage. I Peg, don't throw that cabbage. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, Dumper, now that I know what you really want, I'm going to be a change man. From now on, I ain't going to be Riley the Riveter. I'm Riley the Romeo. Well, don't overdo it. Well, what do you mean? I feel 20 years younger. And you know what? This summer, you and me are going to take a little trip. It'll be a second honeymoon. Just like our first honeymoon. Only this time, we'll take the kids along. week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of Mary Shelley, Live and be happy and make others so.